Okay, welcome back to the Team Bear Sports Podcast, the only podcast that covers Chicago sports and actual bear news. We are coming back from our little two-week hiatus. I was in D.C., Jackson was in D.C., Tim, I don't, you, I don't think you made it out to D.C., but uh, yeah, we, we took a little two-week break, and now we're back creating content for our fans that I'm assuming have been you know, just dying for another, uh, another podcast to drop. They're ready for an hour and a half podcast. That's what the people have been telling fiending. me. Fiending. They're fiending for it, guys. Yeah. Don't worry. We're here for you. We're here for you. Yeah, you know, the the hate mail, I had to, like, cut off my mail service because it was just flowing in from, you know, where where is it at? Where's, we, where's are now, we are now in three different time zones. That's true. That is true. So we're, we, we, We've talked about it before. Now it's official. Yeah, so just for those of you uh, now listening, we're, we have to really schedule our time appropriately because it's, you know, we have to really focus on what time works best. We're doing this for you people. We're doing it for our fans because we, we love this podcast so much. So, um, if you guys notice, we have gotten way more Twitter followers, not just like friends and family and coworkers now. Like we got a, one day I was sitting on our on our Twitter page and my phone was going off and we got some interesting people following us and I appreciate it. Oh yeah. I, uh, that, that's probably in part to me. I just was adding anyone who was a suggested like person on Twitter that was like, white Sox related. Yeah. So shout out to all those people. A lot of them are, we got a lot like, of white Sox, random, interesting <laughs> people. Let's just weird. say that they have yeah. great takes that need to uh, be heard. <laughs> A lot of the bios of the people, like, because I'm not looking at what their bios say until after they follow us, follow the podcast back, and it's like, gun toting, loving American, like John 316, go White Sox. It's like, what? Are, what's okay, but whatever. I'll take the follow. I saw a couple are like White Sox hottie forever. Yeah. But we also have a bunch of like random Cleveland Brown fans following us too. That's weird. Like, and like Ohio State fans. And like none of us are Ohio State fans, but uh, come maybe on down. Just, maybe they're just looking for some kindling. They're just looking for something to just complain about. Or maybe they heard us loving you know, Justin Fields and they're like, all right. Do you know what? They know that they're going to get every call in college football. So uh, they just figured, you know, well, maybe, no one's going to hate on us that much. Maybe they're looking uh, forward to our, our matchup, which we'll talk about uh, when we get into the Bears segment against the Browns. But uh, yes, we had yes. what we had. It. Jackson moved to D.C. Kevin, you went to D.C. the the, the week prior. But how was the weekend? Uh, how was the, the weekend that just just went? Well, the the this real quick that D.C. was awesome. So we went to D.C., Baltimore, and on the way back home, we stopped in Columbus, Ohio. We didn't plan on doing it but 12 hours was kind of a long long trip so we stopped in columbus didn't leave the hotel because it's ohio um we did end up going to ohio state university to see the the horseshoe so that's where we got that's where we got all the random ohio they, state they must have saw my yeah. location and started getting it yeah. but everything was awesome i will say though i went i did go to a nationals game the ballpark is beautiful food's really good there weren't you there uh, during like the scare the 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 gun thing or yeah i was there that i was going to the game or i went to the game the day after oh so, okay that's right uh, so we got to we drove through the night to and we got into the hotel at i don't know whatever time in the morning so we just kind of hung out went down to like the mall saw some monuments came back and i was watching sports center and then the news came up of gunshots fired at nationals game and i i tell uh, kate i'm like hey did you see what happened at the nationals game she goes no 
Like, yeah, someone like shot off a, a semi-automatic rifle or something like that outside oh, of the game. Great. We're going there tomorrow. I'm going. Um, I'm going Saturday for the Cubs Nationals game. It's good. Yeah. Get the get the. Uh, they have. I got something that was like fried shrimp. Get the fried shrimp there. The fried shrimp po' what's, boy. Maybe. What's the scene like around the ballpark? Are there bars, restaurants? It's. Uh, I, mean, I know it's, that neighborhood is like so up and coming. It's in Navy Yard, which is like the big. Yeah, it's, neighborhood. It, it it we didn't really walk around. We just kind of went to the parking garage and walked just because we had haze with us, yeah. so we didn't really yeah, you got drunk in the parking lot. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it seemed like there were a few spots there, but um, it was really cool. We actually got to see a double, a game and a half because they finished the first game, and we saw our game that we were planning on going to. Everything Hell was yeah. cool there. I will say though, the only thing, the only negative thing I have to say about my time in DC, everything else was great. Was at the Nationals game. We had one of those hardo ushers who was like hounding people to get in their seats and like. Oh God! So What's going thought, on with that? What, I, was there people hopping seats or? Yeah, it was. It was like not a. It it was probably slightly more populated than like a White Sox game over like the past five years. Like people are going to be there, but there's going to be empty seats pretty much in every section. Um. But he was like, anytime it was the during the game, like we were right behind the bullpen uh, and they were playing the Padres. So there were kids up there saying like, hey, uh, Melanson or hey, whoever, like toss me a ball. And then as soon as they started to play, he'd be like, hey, get to your seat. And I was I was up near the bullpen, like by the front row with my son. I was just saying like, oh, like, look at look at the baseball players, you know, just talking to them. And they're playing like the, I think it's the top of the eighth at this point, And it's a blowout already. And he's like, you tell him, he's like, hey, go sit in your seat. Don't be there during the middle of the like play of the game. And I'm thinking, dude, I'm here with my son. Like, no one's around me. These, the Padres are winning like 17 to four. Like, what is your fucking problem, man? And that, that's, <laughs> I hate, like, I'm sure everyone's had that experience at a baseball game or sporting event where you have those ushers who just Someone take just their a shot giant stick up their butt. Ugh. Seriously. But then the next guy, the next guy who came in who like subbed in, during the game, he, he was, was really cool. people on the fan. He was oh yeah, he was. Field. He was. He was. You know, yapping it up with everyone. He got. He actually went back and got uh, us a. You know, the giveaways they give out before games. He asked us, "Oh, did you guys get the giveaway from the first game?" We're like, "No, we missed it." He went out and got it, and you know, kudos to that guy. I, I will say games. this: when I was at the White Sox game about a month ago, um, and it was like bobblehead Star Wars day, I didn't get one because I I'm not going to get a Sox bobblehead, right? Um, the amount of grown men who will go insane for a bobblehead is pathetic and scary. I mean, you got that. You got you got bobbleheads, foul balls, Pokemon cards, everything. There's dudes that just are entitled to be getting everything. You know, like the, it's 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 designed for a nine year old child. Like you're pushing this little girl out of the way for a bobblehead. It's like this is gonna be worth something. I'm gonna put it on eBay, and it's just like it sells for like four dollars or whatever it is. It's Mar- it's Giolito flying. In, you know, he was wearing uh, a rebel outfit, like what Anakin wore when he got into the X uh, his 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 ship. It's like, come on, it's it's nothing special. Like, relax, man. It's a little girl. You want to get two of them now? It's like, come on. Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, uh, little Susie, are you going to use yours? You're not going to want that dumb, stupid, icky bobblehead, right? I'll take it off your hands. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know, but so I got off track. I wanted to, you know, shame that usher, but the I, yeah, I had I had the exact opposite of a, <laughs> of a, a time at a sporting event because we went to the Mexico uh, game here in uh, Glendale. So Mexico, Honduras, man, there was more drunk people at this thing than I've ever seen. There's guys that couldn't stand. I mean, couldn't stand. I mean, and towards I the end of the, the fight, there's a huge huge brawl between these two ladies and i mean just kept going after it i mean it was just like where am i at like everyone just hammered here man just absolutely trash they are not afraid to throw down oh i mean when you gotta when you gotta tell fans in multiple languages multiple times i think it was five (laughs) different separate times before the game that like basically saying hey you whatever you start chanting if you ever start chanting something offensive that we're going to stop the game and nobody gets refunded and like when you have to say that multiple times like it's just like these this this is rowdy this is was the Honduras like a uh, fan base where they did they show up or was it just there was I mean they were getting absolutely killed so like the Honduras right. dudes that got up that were saying si se puede! like they were like everyone was just kind of laughing at them that was you loud. Know? like yeah it wasn't getting no one was getting chippy because like the Honduras like guys like were just they're they're I mean they were getting absolutely destroyed like I feel so, like if you're in like enemy territory and your team is not playing. Or even if, like, if if I was going to a White Sox, like, I've been to White Sox games where the Cubs aren't playing. Like, I wear something totally neutral, right? Like, I'm, I'm yeah, glad. Pe- people I, forget sister- that you can wear normal clothes to a sporting event. <laughs> yeah, like, my sister gave, like, gave me, like, a South Carolina baseball jersey um, when she was doing her undergrad there. And, like, that's what I wear to, like, a game that my team is not representing, right? I wore, I, I wore a green I, shirt. I, I, I would never go to a game, like, if I'm also going to a White Sox game, like, I'm not going to be, like, the idiot who's, like, trying to start a fight or let people know I'm a Cubs fan so I can get, like, food thrown at me. But, like, now, granted, I I did get a little drunk at a Cubs-Brewers game and kind of, like, yelled at some Brewer fans because they were talking shit. But, yeah, but um, you're at a Cubs Brewers game, though. You yeah. know, what I mean, it's not like not, you're at. It's like stadium. it's like Kevin being at the Padres Nationals game. Like he's yeah, not gonna. Stadium was also Cub fans there too. So yeah, it's uh, Wrigley, Wrigley North. So. It's different. But like you, you, you got like if I, if I went to like an Ohio State bar in Ohio State, we're just gonna rag on Ohio State. Um, but if Penn State, because I'm a Penn State fan. Um, I'm not going to wear wow. just be I saying that we just lost about half of our Twitter followers yeah. right there. Uh, back down to 32. Uh, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Reach out to the state fans and then we'll maybe we'll bump it up again. But they were like, like, I'm not going to wear a Penn state shirt. If I'm at an Ohio state bar and Ohio state is playing like, I don't know, Purdue, you know, like yeah, that's then, fucking. then you look like the asshole. Like, yeah, exactly. That looks dumb. Yeah, I feel it. like the the proper thing is yeah, you wear something neutral. You can wear the hat of your team. Like I wore a shirt one time to a uh, Iowa bar. Like I wore a Penn State shirt to an Iowa bar, but like I was watching the Penn State game before, and then I went to the bar. I don't think I've seen that more than in Arizona sporting events. Like in Arizona sports, especially Diamondbacks games. 
like been to a lot of Diamondbacks Cubs games or just Diamondbacks. There's a lot of just random jerseys. Like there's so many like at a Dodger or I'm sorry at a Cubs Diamondbacks game Dodgers jerseys all over. I mean the place. Dodgers. I mean they have such a large following. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, but why though? Like that. Or I mean, just, I've seen some like Marlins and stuff like this, and you're just like, well, what? Like why though? Like what's like what's going on here? Yeah. I will say this to our viewers: just be smart, be cool about your jerseys. It's okay to talk smack. I'm okay with talking smack. But, like, don't be an idiot. Kevin, are we – Tim, are we ready for Bears? I'm ready like, for Bears. I'm we dying. Are, bears. We are just a little over a month and a half – under a month and a half away from kickoff. So, I I thought it would be – you know, there's – I looked at the Vegas spreads for 2021. And what are the highest spreads that the Bears are an underdog? So, if you don't know how spreads work – if we if you see a plus sign by the other team, that means that they're getting points. And I know that's probably redundant for most of you. But there was three high spreads, and these are all away games, so that probably makes sense. And then also three pretty good teams. And all these games are, I think, in the first half of the season. I, I, I forget what the Buccaneers are, what week they are. But you have at the Rams, plus seven, at the Browns, plus seven, at, at Buccaneers, plus 10. Now, regardless of whether or not you think the Bears are going to win in these games, we're just talking spreads. You know, we got, you know, we got gambling coming to Arizona. We got it in Illinois. I don't know what the heck's going on with D.C., but you never know. Maybe you want to throw some money on the Bears this, this week, or maybe you want to throw it on the other. We're talking about what about these spreads? Are these spreads actually legit? I know it's way early in the season, and they're bound to change, but... For right now, if you want to lock a bet in, are these spreads too hot, too cold, or just right? We're going Goldilocks and the Three Bears on these, baby. And we're going to start off with Kev. Kev, at the Rams, plus seven. Is that is that porridge too hot, too cold, or is that just right? You know, I think that, you know, it's it's, it's fun. It's I just got to say, it's fun, like, getting into, like, these games and, like, gambling. That means we're getting closer to the Bears season. You know, I'm not a big sports gambler, or I don't really gamble on sports at all. But it is fun to kind of get into it and makes makes games more exciting. Um, I'm gonna say that the Rams plus seven is it's too hot, okay? And I believe too hot meaning that it could go down. I think it should, the the line should be a little bit closer. Okay, is, am I doing that right? It's too hot. Yes, to- yes, you are okay. doing that right. And and but why though? Why? Uh, so <clears throat> a touchdown. Okay, usually in the game of football, a, a touchdown. Uh, spread or seven point spread that's pretty that's pretty hot for any any matchup unless it's you know a really bad team going against you know a top team a touchdown is that seven points is a lot to kind of to cover in a game of football and it being week one you never know how either team's gonna perform so and they're playing the rams which we all know darnell mooney is just gonna probably drop 200 yards and three touchdowns on jalen ramsey so I th- it's too much of a crapshoot to be given the Rams that many points, in my opinion. Um, and I don't think that the Bears are as bad as these odds makers are thinking with this pick. So I'm going to say it's too hot. I would probably push it down to maybe four or five. I know only a couple points isn't shouldn't be that big a deal. Yeah, but that's 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 a lot, though. That, that, yeah, that, that know, can it, happen. Yeah, it that's, makes, that's it, huge. It yeah, makes yeah. or breaks in, in gambling, so I'm going to say it's too hot. Now, I would personally push it down to, like, a plus four, plus five, still in the Rams' favor. What about you, Daxon? You think that's too hot, too cold, or just right? I think it's just right, unfortunately. Um, I I don't think the Rams 
I think the Rams are a better team. I get that it's a first week game. So like defenses probably have defenses will have the advantage, but still the, the Rams still have a better defense than the bears. They still have a better offense than the bears. Do I think the bears can stay in the game? Yeah, I don't, I can see them losing a close game. Um, so I'm just going to go just about right. You know, First tough game, prime time on the road. Yeah, that favors the Rams by a touchdown. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I I'm gonna say this is too cold in the sense that I think that if this is at plus seven, you take Rams all day. That's a lock. Um, yeah, I I, take, I, I definitely take that bet. I yeah. think you go plus uh, you go plus nine Rams just because. Yes, you got Stafford, new you know new uh, team, new digs, everything like that, but. Just McVeigh has uh, Nagy's number, and I think the Bears are going to go like the opposite of what they did last year. Instead of like starting hot and then kind of fizzling out, I think we're fizzling out at the very beginning of the season, and then we're going to find ourselves later down the road. And just this Rams team, I think, is just a matchup nightmare for the Bears. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the too hot of that porridge. But Jackson, we'll start you off with the Browns there. Browns plus seven. Plus at seven. The Browns. I think it's too hot, you know, just because I, you know, I, I got against a war against Cleveland or, or oh, the state of Ohio. Um, they're going another five followers. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're going to they're going to hate us now. Um, but I will say this. Cleveland has, or Ohio has way better roads than the state of Indiana. Horrible to drive through the state of Indiana. So, Ohio, you win that battle. But I think the Browns are a better team. I don't think they're. I think I would not be surprised if the Browns are one of those teams who underperform this year. Um, I know this is an early game. So again, defenses probably have the early advantage this in the season. Um, I, I think the bears can give the game to the Browns, but I think it's a lot closer than seven points. Um, it is a, a road game for the bears. All the, all three of these are road games. Um, however, the bears do have an eight game winning streak against the NFC or, uh, AFC North, you know, I mean, that's not really the best, you know, data to do your betting line. It's weird on. to have things like that in the NFL where you're like, Oh, the, you know, oh, yeah, it's the, rare. The, it's like a four, it's a three, hey, year we're not good against place. this team or this or that. And yeah. cause you're like, Oh, it's completely new for teams year in, year out. But it is it, when you look at stuff like that, it's a like very that, funny thing. Get, yeah. It, it, like four years in the NFL is a lifetime as we all know. Yeah. And, and, it, and you it's look at stuff like that, it, 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 but it's still, you look at it and go, oh, that's legit. Like that. Yeah, and, and, and in sports gambling, like if you're like a toss up, like, ooh, who do I take? Like that could be a deciding factor. Like I could go either way, but then you see a stat right. something that says, oh, the Bears are 8 0 against AFC North. I'm going to go with them just because, you know, stats are numbers. Good. Yeah. And then you yeah. could also look at it going, wow, how, how long could that win streak really last? They know that's like ridiculous. Yeah. It's got to go that way. For sure. So, either right. way, yeah, definitely. It could go Especially either in the NFL. Way. Kev, what are you thinking at Browns plus seven? You know, with the Browns, I'm kind of torn on what my decision is here because last year, like the past couple of years, they've either underperformed or overperformed their expectations. You know, Baker Mayfield had a, a good season, then he had a bad season, then he had a good season. So is he going to regress again? Is he going to, you know, play really well? I, I don't know. I, I know that Nick Chubb is a beast. He was hurt last year. I know they have a lot of weapons. I know their defense is 
pretty good with Miles Garrett. Uh, Clowney, I think we went over and said he's on their, the team again in the previous podcast. That. I think yeah. he's on the team. The good corners. I know they've drafted. So I'm going to say that this is a just right, just because I know I said that a touchdown could be a big spread depending on each game. But um, this not being the first game of the season, I think that seven sounds good. Just just because of the high-powered offense, they could put it on the Bears. And I think that, that plus seven is probably just right for this game. I'm going to have to agree with you because I think that this is early in the season. I think the Bears don't really find themselves this season until when, you know, one takes the the reins and we start figuring out what we are about. I think that the the rush is going to be a problem from the Browns. It's going to be a, the defense going to be a problem for us. So I think that touchdown is just really honestly where you kind of want to be at um, with it. So. I will start off here with the Buccaneers at Buccaneers plus 10. If you remember my predictions for the season, I'm thinking this is too cold. You slam this. You slam Bears on this because the Bears are winning this game at Buccaneers. You got to quit smoking meth. Yep. I, I don't think they're going to win the Rams or Browns, but I just have a feeling. Uh, and I'm, I think that if this is going to still be double digits, I think that you take this. Okay, uh, folks, this is the guy who would put money on Northwestern <laughs> to beat you know, Ohio state. So when have I ever done that? Um, yeah. I remember one time in college, you were like, we're watching this game. Cause Northwestern's going to, that was when they were like that, that we were like four Oh. Yeah. And then they were on Saturday night football and we're at a bar at ISU. I know better to put money on the wildcats though. Yeah. And we watched Ohio state, whatever team was running up and down the field and like well we need to go get more you put money on the bears here if they're going to go double digits on the bucks this is yeah this is too cold because i think the the buccaneers blow out the bears wait you say you're saying it's you're saying so yeah all right right, then yeah never mind i'm saying it's too hot my fault we're i'm not even getting our own system right (laughs) i'm saying it's too hot but yeah okay i got you this is too cold for me i i don't i what do you think the line should be at I, I would not be surprised if it's 12 to 14. Wow, that's a lot of points. It is in today's NFL, but like, I think the Bears are still a growing team. I definitely think, you know, the schedule, you know, obviously how the NFL schedule works, you know, you, you face the second place team based off like what you finish. And yeah, Tampa got hot last year, but they were still the second team in the NFC North. So they're just. I, I hope it's plus 14 because I'm slamming it. Yeah, if it's plus 10, I'm taking that bet that I'm taking the over. All right. Yeah, I I think Tampa covers and more. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Jack on this one. I think that it's it could be bumped up a little higher in the Buccaneers favor, meaning it's it's not. I hope I'm wrong. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If it was I mean, with all these games, that's just how the, the how it works with betting. If it was a home game. Obviously, it would probably bump down, but the fact that they're going to Tampa Bay and they they have all these returning starters. Beat them with Nick Foles, dude. <laughs> Bruce Arians is a hell of a coach. <laughs> and I, I'm, you know, I'm not saying that it's going to be bumped up by two touchdowns, but I think that it should be maybe 11, 12, maybe even 13. 14, I probably think was a little bit egregious, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this gets bumped up before the season starts. All righty. Well, I got a que- I got a question actually before we move on to the next part. If 
Nagy comes out and announces Justin Fields as the starting quarterback, what do you think that changes these numbers? Or I think I think it changes them, but not by a lot until people see him play. You think it'll? Do you think that'll help? I think that? it'll move him down a little bit, just because. Yeah. I mean, people are down on Andy Dalton, but you know, like I, I think that, you know, I, I, I like, I think it's to the point where, like, feel. We again, we haven't seen the guy play. We don't, I want to hype him up too much, but I think, I think he does just as well as Andy Dalton can do in any game. Yeah, I only say that because I think there was an article, or I saw on the subreddit. That, you know, Matt Nagy said something along the lines of you can never take it off the table. What could happen with the quarterback situation or just alluding to that? Yeah, Justin I mean, could be a if, starter. If, one. Like, it's going to come down to Jenkins. Like, yeah, well, all three of these that's, teams that's the are un- good at stopping the run. So, like, yeah. whether you have Dalton or Fields in there, the game plan of ours should be to try to run the ball as much as possible, even though Nagy doesn't like that. And these three teams are very, very good at stopping that. So, yeah, Montgomery's going to get that those 20 carries a game, according to Nagy. So we'll see yeah. what happens yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we uh, that was fun to talk and do our nice little you know, Goldilocks game. We will start start talking a little bit more about training camp, which is ramping up. We want to hit that a little bit harder on the next podcast. Give us a little bit of time to see what's going on in position battles. Uh, but we'd be remiss as Bear fans to mention the sadness that we all and we all knew it was happening. But the first two weeks of this break were pretty. Or the first like ninety five percent of this two week little break we had were great. Now, yes. And now it's bad, and everyone is a Bears fan knows, and you you knew you knew, oh, the, but the devil's back. The devil's back. He's back. Aaron Rodgers has reported he ha- he is finishing this year in Green Bay. Now I saw some comments that said some things that kind of confirmed a lot of the rumors that we're talking about. Happy, you know, unhappy with management and whatnot. But Kevin, what was your first reaction when you found out that Aaron Rodgers is suiting up? You know, I think once. The whole beginning stages of this, when it was announced at the draft that he had, there was a rift between Rodgers and the front office. I was super hyped, but then as we uh, we got closer and closer to training camp, and then into training camp slightly, uh, the the longer it got extended with no actual anything happening, with no actual substance of hey, Aaron Rodgers is sitting out or they're trading Aaron Rodgers. I just kind of it it got it set it set into me that this was probably going to be another season of Aaron Rodgers as the Packers quarterback and to take those two games against the Packers and just chalk them up as L's because he's back. So I it was really hot, really like it's just like a relationship. It's all hot and exciting at the start, and then as you get in, you know, it kind of like fizzles out. Maybe not fizzles out, but you just kind of set in a realization, get comfortable that hey, Aaron Rodgers is back, and it sucks, but. You know, he's old, so it's going to happen eventually. He can't play forever. That's what I got to say on that. I mean, I know we just went over the Vegas lines, but what are the Vegas lines going to be adjusted now that he's back with Green Bay? Like, <laughs> I, I bet you, I wonder if they, I wonder if they, uh, I wonder if they made even it moved. unavailable. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it probably went up. Let's, let's be honest. Um, I mean, I mean do you this. think, how about this? Do you think that this whole saga and all that, I mean, obviously it's hard to ask this question because he played 
MVP level last year. So yeah. obviously, I'm not trying to say he plays MVP level like as as much as he did. But do you think we see because of all this, like, and and maybe not the focus onto the training camp and all this? Do you see a regular Aaron Rodgers, or do you are you going to see this year the 2019 late 2018 Rodgers that kind of struggles a little bit? And and again, a struggling Rodgers is still it's still a Pro a t- Bowl caliber, yeah, right. Do you think this? Do you think um, this messes with synergy a little bit? No, because I don't. I mean, as much as I hate saying it, I respect Aaron Rodgers and his willingness to win, take care of his body, you know, push himself to be better. Like he's going to be prepared, right? He's the smartest quarterback in the league for a reason. You know, him and Brady. Let's and probably Wilson. Um. He knows time is ticking on him. He knows his legacy is riding on another Super Bowl. Like, I don't see him coming in out of shape. I don't see him dogging it. I don't see him doing these things. And, like, you listen to his press conference today. Um, yeah, he, he's pissed at management, and he's got the right to be pissed at management. Um, and if you're a Packer fan, like, you're kind of pissed at management and, and the team organization. like. How do you have two of the two of the greatest quarterbacks with Favre and Rodgers, and you only have two Super Bowl wins, right? Like, and as Bear fans, we'll take any Super Bowl win, but like, the expectation I mean, with those. This two, is a like, team. What if they go through like a Buccaneers type struggle where we knew the Bucks were good, but they were struggling a little bit? I and think then that's what a little, they I, their, yeah, what they hit their stride in mid October and don't look yeah. back. I mean, I mean, I can see him I'm saying off, like, I'm saying like, slow. is that, does that happen more so because it's Tom Brady on your team and you know, oh, wow, it's Tom Brady. Like this is, we got, we got it going. You know, they had a good culture going down there in Tampa. Like you don't have the culture right now at Green Bay. They I struggle think, early. The players, the players are still on his side. He still has a relationship with Matt LaFleur. It's not like, you know, the first year they butted heads a little bit and I can definitely see why. I mean, it's, you know, Aaron, like it's hard to coach some of these great players in any sport. Like if you're a coach, are you really Especially tell, as like, a young guy too? Yeah. If you're a young guy, can you imagine like trying to coach like an athlete, like LeBron James or like an Alex Ovechkin or a, an Aaron Rodgers? Like, what are you going to tell them? You know, like, Hey, listen to me. I was an average player in the league. You're like, no, I'm the greatest ever to be at my position. Like, fuck off. Hey, I played D three cornerback. Yeah, like, come on. We're going to run this play here. So, like, obviously there was, like, butting heads probably in that first year, but, like, it, it seemed fine last year when they went, what, 13-3, and three and he wins the MVP, and obviously the time management of that last game, you know, screwed him. But, like, you know, LaFleur has not been anti rogers in this entire saga, so th- that's not the issue. You know, he stayed pretty neutral out of this while he, he should. Um but I expect Rodgers to come back and unfortunately kick our ass. Like, yeah, a, yeah. A pissed off Rodgers is a scary Rodgers. Yeah. If, if he's pissed off at management for, or players he's be playing for something. Exactly. And then you know how it is. He was, he, he was pissed off last year. I, I, if I recall correctly about uh, Jordan love and all that, and he came out and won MVP. So he's, if he comes in, he's pissed off that, Hey, you know, they're still getting no help and the contract situation is not going well. He's still going to want to win. And he still has Devonte Adams, who hopefully had his opinion on Green Bay still hasn't changed. But with Rodgers being back, that's a whole nother thing. Um, I don't know. 
as long as he's on the field, wearing number twelve in green, he's gonna he's gonna no terrorize what, us. He's gonna he's terrorize the, the Bears. He's and, the boogeyman. And the rest of the NFL, unfortunately. And like, but here's the thing: probably lose in the NFC Championship. I would not be surprised if Rodgers walks away after this year. You know, this might be his last dance type of thing. Walk, uh, they tweeted the last dance picture with him and Devontae Adams. Did they really? That's they tweeted. Awesome. They tweeted the Pippin Jordan. That's awesome, and I hope that happens. And but like, you know, the I don't. Idea... I don't want them winning the championship, so I don't. Well, no, I don't. But I hope they walk away after this. I think, yeah, I think. That... I mean, I think that those bridges are burned but in the last sense of like a rogers like this might be his last stance like, hey, rogers and we obviously last this at the end the end of next year but if he leaves green bay he's he, does he suit up somewhere else or is you he know like if he's a free agent or if they make a trade if you can get aaron Rodgers for three or four years at a high quality you're a fool not to take him yeah, but I mean, like, is he even gonna play for a middling team, or is he gonna only I mean, go to I, a team that's ready? I think ready? he'll take less to try to win a championship. Like, I think less. As in like he team. won't go to like a middling team. Like he's gonna like, so. go no, to. No, but a I, I think really what he wants is just input, right? I mean, that's like, what hey, he said. He need, said it all today. Almost yeah, all if, those. If we need to draft a tight end and we want this guy, and I want this guy, like he. he you what, know, he, or if I need a receiver or running back, like, hey, you should he even said like I, he said basically, I think it was something along the lines of I don't want anything that no other quarterback in the last couple decades has gotten. Like he doesn't want more special treatment. He and, he and he understands that, like, maybe the decision that I want to happen is not going to happen. You don't have to agree with what I'm saying, but I would just like to be able to go into the room with the GM and say, this is why I think you shouldn't release this guy. And whether you do it or not is beyond me at that point, but at least I got to say something. Well, and right. it's got to be hard seeing him seeing Tom Brady kind of getting treatment in. Well, dominating. I mean, he is the GOAT, obviously. Yeah, but, and the, but but saying, oh, you know what? I want Antonio Brown. Get exactly. him. Exactly. Gronk, hey, Gronk, if, would you be okay with Gronk coming out of retirement? Like, I know he's going to be down for it and he'll produce. Like he wants that type of relationship, and that's coming from a team he just started with. When Rodgers has been with this organization his entire career, I totally get that he wants that, um, and I'm loving that's not working out that way. Um, oh, the the self sabotage within the organization is great. And how bad is Jordan Love like in training camp? Dude, that he's he's, he's got to be bad. He's got to be he's so bad, bad that they're clamoring that they're like, I don't that know, they, that they didn't trade him, and they're. Like, I mean, Rodgers. Rodgers wanted a receiver or another like offensive lineman that year, didn't he? And they didn't. They drafted a quarterback, and it was just I like, think well, wasn't uh, that? Don't worry, we'll get you old Randall Cobb. Was Justin Jefferson they got him, they still got there? Cobb today? They got yep. Cobb today. Oh yeah, they, uh, Jordy Nelson's him. coming back, and Donald Driver, Bubba Franks. I don't Bubba think he Franks. Played. I think he played. Dorothy Dorothy Levins is coming out of the retirement home. He's like sixty-seven. Sterling Sharp, the whole crew. Even guys that weren't even on the team with Rodgers are coming back. It'll be so, it'll be an interesting it'll, it will be a very very interesting developing story throughout the NFL season, and you better believe I'm ready for all the close-ups of Rodgers pouting. You better believe it. I I mean, here's all. the thing: even if he got traded or if he walked, broke his contract, you really think these other teams that he was going to walk to? Like, as much as I hate saying it. And I think we all can agree. Green Bay is built to win the Super Bowl this year. Right? Like, Absolutely. They've made their the NFC defense, championship game multiple yeah, years in a they're, row. They're they're right there. Their defense has gotten better. They're it seems like they're finally found a running back. Um 
you know, they're they're not stuck in these McCarthy. No, thank games. you. I don't want to. I don't want to think about but that. But like, are you, like if he goes to Denver, or if he goes to Oakland, like they're not ready to win a Super Bowl, even if with a high caliber quarterback like Rodgers. It's just they're not. They're, they're not always a potential favorite to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, they come up short. So you know what? Let's keep it that way. Screw them. Yeah, I'll end it on this. Fuck yeah. the Packers. Absolutely. Let's let's move on to some trade deadline woes and or some highlights of the week for the Cubs Sox. First off, we got the baby back. Eloy's back. Yeah, big baby. He came back um, in the Kansas City Royals series. Didn't get a hit his first game against the Royals, but then had a huge three run home run to seal the game for the White Sox. And, you know, got to feel pretty good because it, it wasn't like you got to see him at the beginning of the season. It, yeah, you know. it was it was very depressing to see him go down in spring training. Um, it's great to see him back. He actually had a few flashes of, you know, great deep, not great, but capable defense and left capable field. defense is great defense for you. Exactly. So if, if I I understand, I know that. I it's, it's like you'd made a trade and you got a guy like, you know, I mean, it's pretty yeah. much. It's, yeah. And it didn't cost us anything except for the first whatever games of the season. Um, but I understand I as much as I want to see him and most White Sox fans want to see Eloy be the DH. It's just with the way our roster is constructed and how you have to give people time off and rotate. You know, I know Jackson people. says he does not want to see him in the field. <laughs> He uh, he's gonna have oh, to play. He's, he's a DH. He's gonna have to play left field eventually, at least this season. And I know he's he's still young, and you might have to give him a shot just based off of when Abreu gets older. He's gonna need days as a DH. Grandal, it just. I would just go out there as a coach and point to him. Hey, that's a net. Like, don't do, run into that. Yeah, net. don't do, do what it is. Stupid. It's like it's like when David Ortiz once in a while had to play first base. Or Nelson you know? Cruz. Yeah, you know, like oh man. Like, yeah, you, like an NL team or like you just want to put like your best available lineup out there as possible. Like, yeah, there's going to be days Eloy is going to be in the field and it will be interesting to watch. But like he should be a DH. Yeah, he, he definitely should. And I, I, he'll probably get there sooner than later. Um, you just got to tell Eloy in the field, hey, your bat's too important. You are a silver slugger caliber bat. You know, it's okay to give up the single and you don't need to slide for this. And you have obviously not this up to this up to this point of the season, Luis Robert in center field who can help you out immensely. Is and he coming back as he's he's in triple A. He's supposed to be back, you know, probably in the next The boys are back in town. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. But I, I still think you need to trade for an arm in the pen or like possibly like another like four or five starter. Yeah, I like a long reliever would be really good for you guys, especially when all these other teams are loading up. Yeah, it was. I was. I was looking at Kendall Graveman. I had him in our podcast, one of the first podcasts we did, talking about who we want to see get scooped up or traded Absolutely for. Absolutely ridiculous. Oh yeah, too, when, by the Mariners. We were, Mariners we giving them. Yeah, yeah. the Astros. I don't know what they're doing. The Mariners are a poorly run franchise, so I I kind of understand where they're coming from. But I would like, yeah, someone who is a one or two setup guys who can get it to. Hendricks and we have Kopech who is going to be good. And then hopefully other guys can just not just piss the bed and throw away games like they have been recently. I don't know. I, I texted you guys earlier today saying, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if Han comes out and I know it's Jerry. It's not Han. Han probably wants to make these deals, but Jerry, you know, Jerry's Jerry, is who man. he is. 
So I wouldn't be surprised if Han comes out and says, we have our key acquisitions of Eloy and Robert uh, coming to the I team, which is such a cop-out. Like, it is. You, you don't, it is. Because you're, you not, have you're them... not expanding. Exactly. You're not. It's such a. It's a cop like, out. It, it is. Like. I, I think I, you guys need middle relief the most or maybe another yes, piece off that's the, the bench. That's the most important. But if we want to go over the top, I think we need to get a bat at second base because Mendick and Garcia, they're, they're not, not going to do it. They're not going to do it for you. And like, obviously, like getting Frazier would have been a, a haul. Like absolutely, that, absolutely. that would have yeah. that would have cost you a bullpen arm, which you don't want to give up, and that would have cost you whether it be draft picks or pros, top prospects. Like it's not worth it. Well, and the thing that the thing that uh, kind of now, hurts him the, going to San Diego that's scary. Yeah, there are like San Diego is just loading up on that, everyone that, and that everything. That middle infield is going to be. <laughs> but um, the thing that that hurts the Sox currently with our farm system, they're not a bad farm system where we still have great talent but the talent is so like high and it, it's we'll at take the majors, some for Kimbrough. it's at the majors or it's like the guy that we don't who's like the next up-and-coming i don't want to say compare him back but kopech like who's going to be coming up like you don't really yeah. want to get rid of congratulations you, you are now the 2017 2018 cubs where yeah. all your top prospects are now on your starting lineup team yeah like, so it's a very weird feeling They're like oh man these guys are coming up these guys are coming up and then you're like, oh, shit, this guy's already been on the team for like a year and you haven't replenished that. Yeah. So it's, it's a very weird feeling. Congratulations. Thank you. I, I'm hoping it ends up as a with a World Series out of all yeah. this. Yeah. But so bare minimum, I would like to see bullpen arms. I, there are a couple of people out there that are still available. Kimbrell, like you mentioned, uh, Rodriguez from Pittsburgh. There are a couple other ones that I there was a list I looked at, but this just some capable quality arms that we can get we I got know, two days we got two we days, two days. And there's still i know there's been story rumors and scherzer rumors and apparently trey turner wants out of net the washington so well you we'll should have told him while you were there you should have yelled sh- at him i should have I, I mean shit i go the 31st what the trade deadline ends the 30th at noon or something or at three o'clock yeah just get there early get to the ballpark early a day early just camp out it ends Friday at noon. It doesn't end like the end of Friday. I think it. I think it ends like Friday, like in the middle. So tomorrow, of the shit's got to pop off. I mean, they've made deals before, like at the eleventh hour, but you know, like I've also read this article before, is that you may not see a lot of big trades. Obviously, Joey Gallo getting traded about two hours ago to the Yankees is a big trade. Um, the Yankees are three games back of the last wild cards. Um, uh, spot, but the Yankees are always going to be aggressive, as we know. Um, is that this may not be the biggest buyer market? Oh well, yeah, because of what happened last to... year in the whole world right. and how many, how much money people lost. For sure, you're going to yeah, see which more. Is, which is such a crop out because every team in baseball made money except for one. Yeah, so, like, but they're but such a crop. But, but they're they, going to use that as an excuse. They have people believing also, the other the other side of the story, which is all they need. Also, in today's era, people value their farm system. They value the upcoming talent in their farm system to be like, why should I give up a pitcher who's a lefty who throws 97 with a good breaking ball for like a rental player? And it helps that prospects these days are coming up and producing not. Either ready to be all star, but look at right. Gavin Sheets, they, who's come up and 
You know, the Sox could have been looking for a lefty power bat, but he's come up and he's hit, I think, six or seven home runs. Google he's, Sheets, baby. He's looked good. So, you know, it, a lot, like you said, a lot of people are getting their um, these people from their farm systems rather than, you know, spending all this right. capital to acquire someone as a rental. And especially like, in September, September 1st. I mean, if he isn't advertising off. like some, like, you know, for like a bet, like a. I don't know what's a bed store or whatever. He's got to get you know that sort of advertisement. You know, Egyptian cotton sheets. There you go. Like, like you, look you at the thread you, count. You, yeah, you've got to feel that thread count of my jersey, baby. Cabin sheets. <laughs> well, black, you you, you had mentioned. Uh, you guys? I have not watched sports in a week because I just <clears> don't have cable or my internet's been in and out. But where, where's no internet, at? no sports, no cable makes men crazy. Yeah, but I still drink, so it's okay. <laughs> don't what? eat internet to drink, that's for damn sure. What? Yeah. Speaking of, uh, you said, you know, you don't want Eloy pissing the bed out there. You know who did piss the bed for the Sox? Herman Mercedes. What the heck happened there? What? Yeah. A train wreck. So I'll just kind of quickly give the breakdown for anyone who, any of our any of our Ohio listeners who don't watch uh, White Sox baseball. <laughs> um. So, Yermin Mercedes came in, had a great month and a half, was um, rookie of the month in April, I believe it was April. Then he pimped a home run off of a position player, got reprimanded for it, for it by Tony Larusa, and then ever since that point, he kind of was came down to earth and was really struggling at the plate. Doesn't really doesn't play a position. Was another DH piece. Can't play catcher. Can't really play first base. Sent him down to the minors, where he was in the minors. He's been in the minors for 10 years of his career, got a taste of the bigs, went back down, and then he said, I'm retiring. Lead it to one day later, he announces he's unretiring, and then he hits a home run in his next day of baseball. So he has just been, it's been a roller coaster, up, down, up, down. So he's he a kno- middle schooler. And then at the, the guy's a hot this, mess. At the end of all this, Ozzie Guillen calls him out and I don't know where it was on a private message or whatever saying that he was no one liked him and he's overrated blah 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 so it's been crazy so it's probably would have been more kinds of this kind of shit you know like if social media was a thing back in the day but like oh, absolutely still like man like if you're not I just feel like if you're not in the right place mentally and you're having like a really bad time or something like you got it and you're one of those kind of guys like have a burner account or something like you know like don't like yeah I actually followed your mean on Instagram when he was lighting it up and he all he did post like a lot about himself, like how good he was and like that. So it, not like overly braggy, but, you know, for one I mean, month of good baseball, he that's was posting. The, that's the thing about baseball scouts. And, you know, they know you better than, you know, yourself. Absolutely. Anyone. The only like, thing once I that s- data, once that data and film is out, pitchers will make adjustments to you pretty damn quick, especially if you're in the division. Absolutely. The only thing I like that. This was like a funny story, which is obviously why we're talking about it and kind of crazy, especially it being a well, White Sox Tony story. Because well, he just like, we're gonna call he, him. I'm gonna have a yeah. talk with him. Like and yeah, his grandpa. He just looks like an idiot. That's just, I mean, yeah. Anyone. And the only thing I want to say is that anyone who thinks that Tony Larusa like reprimanding him for hitting a home run on a 3-0 count against a position player, blah blah blah, thinks that that was the reason why he struggled is an idiot. 
I, th- I firmly believe it. I think that that man went home and cried and just never was the same again. And I think that Jackson is right on the money where coaches are saying, hey, he can't. he's going to chase every pitch out of the zone if it's not a fastball, so throw it to him. And then he couldn't catch you know, up to I it. Might, Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I might know a thing or two about a thing or two sometimes, but. Sports, oh. are no, sports are no sports in your apartment. You know, you know your stuff. That's we got some, we got some, you know, hot player news in, in the south side. In the north side, we got some player news, but our player news is about us wanting the to see dudes leave. Up. Yeah, the, the band's the breaking band, up. It, it's like when the, it's like Yoko Ono is calling the shots. And eventually She's we know. calling them. We know that the band is going to break up. And, you know, I just saw some posts on Twitter. And I guess the feeling at Wrigley right now is like, this is like a breakup, but no one wants to start the conversation. And I'll say this. Whatever happens in the next 48 hours, um, it's going to suck. It's the right thing to do. I will always love... Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, if they get traded. Um, and, like, I'm sorry to all our Sox fan listeners. This is the greatest era in Cubs, in, in Chicago baseball. Until the White Sox go on and run like the Cubs did. And I think definitely the White Sox have the capability to do that. But baseball, you know, baseball and hockey are probably the two hardest sports to repeat and win and be consistent in just because the, the different levels of how you play. Um, it, it's it's going to suck. It's, yeah. It's really I mean, it, 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 absolutely. And especially because none of them happened earlier this week. And if, if it's two or more guys, it's all going to be. Just rip off the Band-Aid. At yeah. It's gonna, if it's going to be two off. or more guys, like, come on. Like, I hope it's just at the same report because, and then, yeah, and then you you. Hear the, And then you hear news conferences with Bryant saying how he wants, he would love to come back. And it's just like, dude. Yeah. I don't, don't want to hear you talking about that. You know, I think I, that's bullshit. I, I, I've yeah. tried to date ex-girlfriends before. If you two have told me don't do that. And I've done it. And guess what? I'm sitting in my apartment single because you don't do that. And as his agent who is Scott Boris Scott Boris gets the best out of his players, and they never return. They get bigger contracts with other well, markets. Well, and I think it, it hurts even more with this because the two trades we have, the Peterson trade and the Andrew Chafin trade, are two guys we didn't have. You know, like so, like they we're weren't seeing, a part of the sixteen. Yeah, the yeah. I, I, but even they if they weren't there. even a part of that, they weren't even our team last year. So, like right. we we we're seeing these trades going, like, okay, those are cool prospects that we I got. Where, got a, I forgot where Jack Peterson even went. He the went Braves. to the Braves, and we got yeah. we got uh, a first base prospect yes. uh, ball yeah. for him, and then we got a two guys for Schaefer and a guy that is actually pretty ready in the outfield, from what I've seen. So I like those hauls. You know, I, I hope- think I think the trade of the Giants makes the most sense for Bryant, uh, just because I just Giants want, but just for for who for what? You know? I mean, I want their best prospect. I want or they're not gonna they're they're not gonna get they're not gonna give us Bart they're not gonna give us Luciano so um but we'll we'll see I um I mean I would love to have Chris Bryant I think if Chris Bryant were to ever return to the Cubs it's just like wow you 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 get someone's top prospect or draft picks or whatever that would be awesome and then you get Chris Bryant again because like it's not like he's having a bad year this year whatsoever like a Dexter um, Fowler moment with coming back in spring training. Yeah, and I think 
you know, is is Brian, could Bryant be different than like a Bryce Harper or like does he truly care about the city of Chicago? Like, I think he does, but you know, again, he's got Scott Boris in his ear. But if and someone's offering three hundred mil, he's gonna take it, and I yeah. wouldn't. Play I because especially because he's already got that him. ring. I he's mean, got, the one exactly, thing that he's got a ring of MVP. What else does he need to do? The one thing that I that hurt me the most today was like, and again, I know that he's on the trade block, and I know I've even said we should, you know, trade him. But like seeing Javi literally answer a question yesterday, saying, you know, if I was to play another for another team, I'd like to I play, play for, for the Mets Mets. because of his boy um, Lindor. Lindor, and I was just like, I get that, but like you don't answer that question. Yeah. So like, don't answer that question about playing somewhere else. Like, at least Brian, who's had trade rumors since, like, a year and a half ago, dude, like, has always been, like, a... Yeah, you know, your name just got brought up, my man. Like, yeah, yeah, and you're just, like, you got... I, I get that nobody likes the cryptic answers, but then right when you go from a non-cryptic answer and you actually say another team, that's a little that's a little messed up, dude. Like, yeah, don't don't ever mention an actual team. Like, just always give me yeah. that cryptic bullshit. I think, and, I think, and we and guess what? We as fans can hate on you for being cryptic about it and go, why don't you just say what you want? Because yeah, but you never do. You're never supposed to. We're gonna yell at you to, to, because we want you to, but don't. I think Rizzo's gonna hurt the most if he gets traded. Well, his dad uh, yeah, was, not, I guess, already saying goodbye to staff. Yeah, hugging people today. and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and maybe, Rizzo, maybe they I thought they were going to be. I guess Rizzo was talking to the Sun-Times or the Tribune today saying, like, yeah, there's probably going to be stories written on Saturday afternoon about this. And it's like, ah, shit, that's not a good thing to say. Full, full but, page uh, out in the Sun-Times or the Tribune's coming. Oh, I mean, and, and rightfully page. so. Like, Rizzo can make the argument that he's the greatest Cubs first baseman of all time. You can make the argument that he's one of the greatest Chicago baseball players of all time. Um, and just cause you know, he definitely had that Ernie Banks to feel. be at the, to be at the hundred loss team and the hundred wins team. The, yeah. There's not, there's not many yeah. guys in baseball that get to do and that. I, I mean, I know he didn't franchise. come up through the Cubs, uh, you know, yeah, but he might as well, Padres. he might as well have, but like, yeah, he was here for like three or four years when the Cubs were just dog crap. And, you know, he stuck it out and, you know, it's unfortunate. Like he probably should have been an all-star more times than he has been, but that's just the NL because the NL is just loaded with first baseman in, I mean, there was an era uh, in two or three years ago, the NL central had four or five potential all-stars at, at first base, you know, when someone gets ripped off and, you know, obviously Anthony Rizzo, you're going to miss his glove. You're going to miss the leadership. You're going to miss like who he is as a person. I mean, what he did for his Parkland, I mean, you know, shit, I don't care what your politics is, but he raised money for the Parkland after the shooting. And, um, it's going to suck. Anytime the emotional leader is, is leaving and he was good. It's, it's, that hurts. hurts. Yeah. Yeah, That hurts. And like, it's, it's, it seems like a, I don't want to say it's like a messy divorce, but it's the necessary divorce. It's not. It's, it's like my parents' divorce. It's like, not you ideal. Knew it, it was, it, you knew it, it. You knew it had to happen. You knew. You thought. <laughs> you, you would have thought, including Schwarber, at least one or two or three of these guys would have like, you know, done way longer on the Cubs than now. You know. Yeah, but, and I mean, yeah. obviously, like, I'm glad they tanked when they did. Obviously, we didn't think it would be happen in that week and a half. Like, um. 
we got we we got figured out as who we actually are pretty quickly. So you know yeah, that their their starting pitching can't hold, and if he like their bullpen's gonna be overexhausted. Yeah. You know, and that's what happened. And you know they, what, they, you know what they sucks for through. you guys? Hmm. That you traded that not traded, but you got rid of Schwarber just to trade away Peterson, who you replaced. Oh, no, it's oh, the worst. Yeah. It's the worst. And that's why I, I saw did. that. That's the first thing I thought of was just yeah. You guys got rid of Schwarber for this for Peterson, awesome and then you trade him halfway through the season. And then he ends up having a good year too. It's just like whatever, man. You like, know, and also, like rip losing, the bandaid off. Losing like Victor Carantini hurts too because uh, it all hurts. Because like we don't have a backup catcher. Rip it off. Rip it off. Rip the Band-Aid. You know, Willie Nelson has a great Willie Nelson has a great song called The Show's Over or The Party's Over and it's like someone just needs to turn off the lights now. Mhm. All righty. Well, um guys, I got to I got to stop you for a second. Oh, what's, what's going uh, on? What do you have to say? I got some I got some bear news. <laughs> So, this is not a direct story, I would say, because to our audience, I will apologize because I've not done that much bear digging over the past week and a half, just making the move and everything. But I've seen a lot of videos on social media, whether it be on YouTube or Twitter or Facebook, of bears just taking over. They're avoiding the heat. They're going. They've been in Lake Tahoe a million times, taking yeah. over that lake. Lake Tahoe, it's hot, man. It's hot. The bears, they want to cool off. They are going into people's pools. They are going into the lakes. They're going into streams. They're taking over. So watch out if you live in the Mountain West area, because bears, they're gonna find you, and they're going in their pool. Your and father figure, your mother of your family, you're taking them to Lake Tahoe, you're taking them somewhere, you're going, hey, hey, I'm having a nice day at the by the beach, by the water, and you're worried about, you know, having your kids not drown and all that, you are doing yourself a disservice and your family if you're looking towards the water at your kids. No, you keep your head on the swivel and you look behind you because right outside the woods, Bears. Mama bear's coming. Mama bear's coming. And, and you, you don't own that lake. You don't you own a, that lake. You see a cub first, you know damn well in two minutes you're going to see mama. Yep. And I do love seeing at Lake Tahoe, there's a couple videos out there of like the bears playing. And you see like two or three of them and they're just like wrestling. They look like kids like in the pool like us. They, but they they're bears. They train them early. They know that the gorillas are, you know. They're coming. The gorillas are coming. Attack. And also like we've talked about in our Olympic preview. We all like a lot of us said boxing, wrestling, diving. I think they're I think they're, they're practicing. diving. I think they're, they're practicing diving. Yes, that was my second one. That some some um uh what is it uh synchronized swimming. They're getting ready. Then you know, but that's my bear alert. Well, and I got to say about the bears at the well, two things actually. One, if they if they keep going to these these water regions these lakes and rivers showed up at a pool in glendale california a pool if they start if they develop gills like do we just have to you have to leave planet earth at that point if they put develop them in the, the army. ability to breathe underwater put them in the navy put them in Mil- the, put them in the navy them. seals put them in bears in the navy seals need to happen d-day wouldn't have been that big of a deal just throw bears been, at them it would have been five bears and it would have been over Omaha oh Beach, more like 
Bear Beach. Well, and the other thing, too, is please, if anyone listening to this podcast is planning on going to any of these locations, do not bring a hammock to take a nap in. What are you doing? We learned that in the Smokies. Yeah, if the people in the Smoky Mountains taught anyone anything, it's don't take a nap when there are bears around in a hammock because you will get mauled. Absolutely. Cape away from the honey whiskey, any sort of honey liquor, you stay away. Salmon jerky, no, 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 not not today. Well, we got the college football community making waves this week. Got a lot of texts on our group chat here from Jackson. For, so for someone who wasn't didn't have sports in his uh yeah. he is just all oh, over podcast, this. All over this. So let podcast, tell us what's podcast. going on. Podcasts and Twitter made my drive a little bit easier in, um, to D.C. What's going but on? The news broke it last sounds like week. the sky is falling from Jackson's camp right here. Oh, I, I, I will say this. I love college football. I think the politics of college football is fascinating, but it also is destroying the game. Does that make sense? Like, and and here's the thing, like when people always like, oh, it needs to go back to the old days and blah, blah, blah. Listen, there's always been a problem with college football and how they choose the champion, because back before even the BCS, it was done through the AP writers and like they chose who the champion was. And that was never like concise of like who they wanted. So there's always been bullshit of like who actually is the real championship. I'm a strong component of the playoff. However, there are still flaws with the playoff. I think that if it was a hundred percent fair, we would hate it. Like if they could figure yeah, out a, if they if they if they, if they, if they be, there needs to be war in college football. If they could figure out a way where it was actually a hundred percent fair, and like we all could be like, <laughs> yeah, all those teams in the playoff deserved it this year, and there was not a single one that was like over it or whatever. I think that that would be like the lowest viewership of the and national like, uh, the, the football. football like, we have to remember like, of all these time. schools. These schools, like. They fucking hate each other. Like, as much as the Bears Packers hate each other, they fucking hate each other even more. Like, well, like the best Auburn thing that can Alabama, happen to you. Well, Auburn and Alabama will, like, come up with ways to, like, screw each other, even on, like, the acad- academic side, because they don't like each other. Like, these are hatreds of schools. Like, or, like, Michigan-Ohio State. Like, in o- in Ohio... At Ohio State, they will cross off any building that starts with an M, right? Like, these are just petty bullshit fights, which I'm all about because it's fascinating to read about. But I think what's really the problem with college football is just the overzealous of, like, what it takes to win and, like, almost, like, selling your soul to win. Because Texas... Well, I get is such a brand and it is such a moneymaker for the Big 12. Like they have re- always have said for the past 10 years that they would never join the SEC. They don't want to get involved with the SEC. They're Texas. They're too big for this. Um, and then they have a bad decade. They have a bad decade and now they're here. Now they're like, well, what the fuck? And like te- Texas has not been relevant for the past 12 years. Oklahoma has owned that conference and not to say like Oklahoma is a bad program at all. They're one of the top 10 top, top five greatest programs of all time. But 
Texas is still a more, much more of a moneymaker and a destination for people. Now, the problem is I think Texas is jealous of Texas A&M, which went to the big tw- uh, SEC less than 10. And then got better and got and better got as a better team. Because now they're stealing recruits from Texas because they can be like, hey, we're in the SEC. We play the best competition. And there's going to be this big SEC channel. You're going to get you're going right. to get in you're the NFL. On TV. Yeah. Like, obviously, know Longhorn, obviously, Longhorn Network has not caught on as much. Um, and but it, it hurts not being good. Yeah. Yeah. And like, obviously Texas A&M and Texas used to be a big rivalry for years. Um, and Texas A&M, I, I, I still think is probably little brother to Texas, but they've been more relevant in the past eight years than Texas has. Let's be honest. And that that's not to say Texas A&M is like the greatest program of all time either. Yeah. I, uh, I think that this, I mean, I, I think that it should stay the way it is currently now, obviously adding a little bit more teams to the playoff because that's just more fun. But, I mean, some of these teams, you get benefited by this crap. Like that Central Florida undefeated team, you were not going to win the national championship, but you get your little, like, make like make-believe make believe, trophy. Yeah. yeah, because you, like, you I know. I mean, they, they had shirts that said, we want Bama. I'm like, listen, Bama would kill you by 24 I'm saying, but, like, you get to do that without actually having to, like, back it up. Like, I'm saying, like, it's, you get that little kind of thing. The, polit- the politics of college football destroys college football. But it's the fun, though. College, it's fun oh, to it's talk, so fa- yeah. It's fascinating. Like, it's absolutely fascinating, but it's extremely irritating. And then the and then the Sooners too. It's just like, dude, you guys aren't the good anymore either. Like, I mean, Texas, uh, Oklahoma has been. Yeah, they they kicked eh, the shit out of Florida last year. Eh, they're in the bowl game this year. Eh. Well, anytime they're in the playoffs, that they always they they, they should demolish. The yeah. So they, they it's just like defense. you're not in the if you're not in the upper echelon the of the like, if you're not in the upper echelon of the college team, teams. If you're, you're a not Big there. Twelve team, right? What's the one thing the Big Twelve doesn't do? Play defense. Play defense. Wow. Every week it's a 52-49 game. And SEC, Where you got all these guys, which is why Mahomes fell so much, because you're just like, wow, he put up points, but he put up points who's against. Who's he playing against? Yeah. Wow, he's playing against Iowa State and Kansas. Well, the, the, Pac, the Pac-12 has to has to adapt, and if this is going to happen, they got to scoop up some teams. I mean, the only, the only conference that holds a light to the SEC is the Big Ten. Yeah. And – one, the Big Ten produces more money than the SEC because they got a better deal with their um, their cable with Fox and ESPN. They also have a better network than SEC. It also helps that Big Ten has every sport imaginable. For well, and you and the Big Ten, especially after this year, has sure they're not. They might not be the top of the top with football, but there's a lot of oh, Big Ten. Right I mean, but I'm right saying there. there. But there's a lot of Big Ten programs that have a decent or you know, a very good or reputable football, um, you know, yeah. resume. And then they're also good at basketball where there's yes. SEC teams, SEC teams that are just football, you know what I mean? Right. And that's right. changing, but like you, it, it's nice to have that school that, I Hey, mean, we're, probably, we're good at, we're going to be I, in I the sweet 16 of, and top. Maybe 15. I can only think of maybe one or two good basketball and football schools in the SEC. Right. Yeah. Florida's probably number one. Alabama. Auburn. Alabama's gotten better at football yeah. and basketball. Um, Auburn, yeah. But I mean Kentucky is gotten better at football, but they're nowhere near their basketball. Yeah. So you yeah, it, you, you, you don't have you don't have the, the, like, the Ohio 10, States, the Michigans. 
right? The Purdue's and Wisconsin's and Iowa. Um, but I think, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the Big Ten responds because I think, one, the ACC is only top-heavy because of Clemson. Um, obviously, Florida State kind of having that five-year down period has hurt them. I think the Pac-12 has some good schools, but again, they don't. It's such a drop off for the Pac-12. It's such a drop. Yeah. With USC kind of, you know, USC winning the Rose Bowl in 2016 and then losing, like, I think the Orange Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl to Ohio State the following year, they haven't been good since. But USC is such a moneymaker when they are good. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how the Big Ten expands. Obviously, for me, if if I were to have two expansion teams with the Big Ten and not including Notre Dame, I would love Notre Dame to join the Big Ten. I think it's they should, but I'm tired of Notre Dame's pettiness and bullshit. And plus, they are, they're also so that's how you really feel. They, yeah, right. I, I think one. Well, you two are Notre Dame fans. I've never been a Notre Dame fan. I think the um, my family is the only Irish family who hates Notre Dame. Um, but I think. Obviously, also Notre Dame has a contract with the ACC with tw- through 2036. And Notre Dame is in the Big Ten, but only for hockey. Whatever. Um, but if I were to have two teams. This guy knows a lot about Notre Dame for someone who hates Notre Dame. Yeah. I did a lot of research. Mm. Work's been a little slow this week. Um, <laughs> a lot of research. Uh, and you got to know your enemies, Kevin. You got to know your enemies. Um, but does, does Penn State even play Notre Dame? They used to. They used to be a big rivalry within the 60s through through the 60s through the 90s. And guys, if you think that he's going off on this college football thing a lot, you should see my text messages because it's been just blown up. I love up. college. I love college football. <laughs> I love. I mean, I like pro football. He's jazzed more. up about it. I he's... love pro. I love pro football more. But college football, I think, is an absolutely fascinating thing because it affects pro football too. All right. Yeah. So g- give us the two teams that you yeah, think. Yeah. Give us the Pittsburgh. Two I want Pittsburgh. But Notre Dame, though, yeah, yeah. Because they're not. It's not they had a hell of a game against Notre Dame. It's <laughs> not going to happen. Notre Dame is not going. It's the white whale. It's never going to happen. <laughs> we got him back on it. It's your, <laughs> it's your white whale. This imaginary thing. You're. It's never going to happen. So it's you know Notre Dame is it's gone. So I'm going to go with Pitt because then you can put them in the West and it gives Penn State a natural rival. And then I'm going to make a bold, bold um, realignment. And I'm going to go after USC. And I make the Big Ten a coast-to-coast conference with every major media market. In I don't America. know. What is Notre Dame going to think about that? <laughs> well, do you know what? Notre, you Dame will have, Dame? Notre Dame will have to then schedule another Big Ten opponent with USC. Uh, but now you now you get Los Angeles. What did quasi What did Quasimodo do to you, dude? And New York. <laughs> I fucking hate Notre Dame. I hate Notre Dame. I I just I, how know, many times has he said it? My mom doesn't like Notre Dame. My dad doesn't like Notre Dame. I my dog like doesn't Dame. like Notre Dame. Do you know what? You guys like Notre Dame, so you guys are whatever. Fuck you. All right, uh, college football. We combined both like Notre Dame. That's for damn sure. I I like Notre Dame even more now. It just you guys have how much you hate it, and I don't even really like them. All right, 
we have U.S. basketball uh, continues to fail. Uh, they I didn't beat miss... Iran. They beat Iran uh, the other day. Well, wonderful. Ooh, the the wonderful. juggernaut of Iran. Well, yeah, yeah that France thing. We'll, we'll, we'll stay tuned with that. Let's move on to our power rankings because Jackson mentioned relocation. Our power rankings this week were what are three sport franchises that you would like to relocate? And and oh, here's a note that Kevin's writing. They can't be Notre Dame. Okay, um, so <laughs> what is one of the what is your third <laughs> sport franchise you'd like to relocate, Jackson? Okay, um, so I won't lie, I did this like an hour before our, our podcast, but one did come up in my mind immediately: the Florida Panthers in the NHL. First of all, when I think hockey, I don't think Southern Miami. And the way Tampa, Tampa Bay is pretty good. Yeah. Tampa Bay is good, but the Florida Panthers are not good. They've never been good. I think they've only made the playoffs a handful of times in the 20 years they've been down there. No, they're out. Put them okay. up in like the Northeast. Florida Panthers, you can keep the Tampa Bay Lightning. Obviously, they've been in the Stanley Cup three times. Damn, dude, I don't even care where you go. You're just going to the Northeast. I don't even have a destination going, for you. Get your ass like, out. You're going to, like, Providence, or you're going to, like, Hartford, Connecticut. You're out. Like, Kev, what do you think? So I, my, my, uh, all three of mine I wrote down, I'm relo- relocating Penn State University to South Bend, Indiana, and we're, we're going to rename it to <laughs> Notre Dame 2. Notre Dame, <laughs> the Notre Dame Nittany Lions? Yes. The Notre Dame Fighting That actually Lions. works. <laughs> I like the, the Not- I like the ring of it. I don't know something about the Notre it. Dame Lions, and then uh, then Notre Dame's just going to consume Penn State football's history, and then they're going to get all their records and accolades that they've achieved over these past years. Man, we have we have <laughs> two thousand wins over everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, my my number three is the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I would like to move the Memphis Grizzlies one because they're in the West Co- Western Conference for basketball which like and basketball. the only team only major sports team for in memphis right yeah and memphis is kind of a gross not high like not so good area um not a tourist attraction i don't hear many people going to memphis maybe for the barbecue or for you know i think um i think elvis was born in memphis i'm sure there's other things there yeah, too Graceland. yeah Graceland. they had a badass team mascot though that's absolutely that's why i think they need to go back to the Pacific Northwest, you know, Vancouver, I know that's where they came from. Somewhere in that Pacific Northwest area, relocate like back, back like somewhere it. where, you know, I know the Smoky Mountains have some bears in there, but they're not big Kodiak, gnarly grizzlies that, that we're looking Ooh. for. So I would say somewhere Pacific Northwest, Northwest, back to Vancouver. I know if Seattle gets a team, they'll probably be the Sonics again, but somewhere okay. up there. Okay. Somewhere up there. That's my number okay. three. I, uh, I'm, uh, it's funny you mentioned Vancouver because I have a Vancouver team. This is the Vancouver Whitecaps, the MLS team. They, why does Canada have three MLS teams? Kind of stupid. Um, I know MLS is not a big deal, but I just think that's crazy that there's not an MLS team in Phoenix, Arizona, where you have a huge Hispanic population. Just a growing population in general. Yeah, yeah. don't understand that. Um, we have a... We have a sold-out Phoenix Rising, which is like a basically minor league MLS team, and it's sold out. They have dollar beer night. It's awesome. Didn't um, Didier Drogba play for them? Yes. And so I don't understand, and they're having a brand-new stadium being built too, so give Phoenix an MLS team. That's all I'm saying. Go I, ahead, Jack. I think, I think that's that's pretty smart. Yep. Um, 
actually, I, I was going to choose the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I know they have some, like, who's their big star right now? Is it, uh, what's John, John Morant? Yeah, he's, he's fucking awesome. Um, but I thought of another NBA team that's been pretty uh, dormant for the past 20 plus years. Um, Sacramento Kings. Um, why Sacramento? Not, 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 not why your choice, but why does Sacramento have a team? I mean, I guess the capital of California. Springfield doesn't have one. Springfield doesn't have one. Albany, New York doesn't have one. But like Frankfurt, Kings, Kentucky doesn't have one. Oh, yeah. Frankfurt, going. Kentucky. Like, ever since they lost to the Lakers in 2002, that is a franchise that just has nosedived and just crashed and burned and there's they're not getting better anytime a team has to like change their logo every three years it's time to go like you're you can't you're just you're peddling for people like sacramento you're done would you move them anywhere specific or just get them the hell out of no just get them out do you know what you know just get rid of the team just go to reno Go to Reno. Or do you know what? I think Seattle deserves a champ, a, a team. I was going to say OKC, but I was like, OKC has been relevant. I know they haven't been good for the past three years. But maybe Seattle, I think, definitely deserves a basketball team. Um, and obviously the, the politics of the um, Supersonics leaving is still not solved. But, um, but did you say you had moved Sacramento to OKC? No, I, I was thinking about moving OKC, but OKC has been pretty oh, gotcha, gotcha. relevant, even though they haven't been good for the past three, four oh, years. I was ready to pounce on that one if, you, if that's, that's what you said. No, have two teams in <laughs> OKC? Yeah. Well, let's put them in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, Sacramento, you're out. You're done. Tim, number two? All right, that reminds me. Or yeah. Uh, go ahead. All right, so, yeah, I was a little confused there. So I'm going to do the opposite of what you did, Tim, in your last pick, is I'm going to be removing a team from Arizona and putting them into Canada. So well, there you go. You didn't plan that. So you get one, but you got to get rid of one. Uh, and that get rid of team is the Arizona Coyotes. That's a, Yeah, Gretzky doesn't want to be there anymore. Similar to what Jackson said about, I mean, I don't necessarily think that, you know, if you're – a cold weather sport and you can't be played in a warm area. I agree. Look I think the, that look, it look works. Look at the lightning. Look at the lightning. They like, have a they have a really dysfunctional organization too with they're drafting that idiot and just like that guy who's like very racist and all this and like it's it's Gretzky, ri- it's nobody still likes running. nobody likes their like top top management. So is Gretzky yeah. still running that team? I don't know. But they have cool that's the only thing too. They have cool unis. They have cool jerseys. Like it's a cool yeah, and that, Desert and, I mean, aesthetic. I, I might be speaking out of turn since I don't live there, but I'm guessing that cocky is probably the lowest of the sports. I don't see a lot of it. Yeah, I don't see a lot of it. And yeah. like to wear one of those jerseys in the desert, not very fun. And if I had to move them, I'd move them similar to kind of the, the Grizzlies. I would move them to back to an area that has has already had a team. Um, and that would be Quebec. I think the Quebec Nordiques should make a ter- uh, return to hockey. They've been clamoring Ooh. for them. You'll see, like, random fans at games wearing Nordiques jerseys. Um, so I think that Quebec – and it's oh, Canada. Yeah. It's their sport. The more teams in Canada, the the more 
people are going to watch. So uh, not that I will, but I think that it just makes sense. We'll get, get them out of Arizona, give them a soccer team, give them an MLS team, and then give Quebec their NHL team. I, I feel like the Coyotes had their run in like the early part of this decade, but like they've just never been, they just haven't caught on. And, yeah. and like, I don't, I, I know Gretzky was running things, but like, yeah, you know, just because he's arguably one of the greatest four or five athletes of all time, doesn't mean he's going to be a great GM, you know, or manager, you know, like <laughs> it is what it is. All right. For number two, for me, is a non-controversial one at all. This is like saying ice cream is delicious because everyone's going to agree with it. Get Send the Chargers back to San Diego. I don't think. That was my, that was my I, I was going to say, how are you? I thought you were going to tell me that you think that that's the, like that you disagree with that. Get the hell out of here. No one would like it better, too, than to see a billionaire like that be wrong about moving to L.A. and actually, you know, thinking he's going to make more money. No, you ended up screwing it. It's being in San Diego is cool. The, the, you know, the Padres are starting to get that following now. Like San Diego is an awesome city. Like give it back. It to them. Give it they back. They have panda them. bears. They have panda bears. Give it back to them. Just give it back to them. Jackson, number one. Um, San Diego was actually my top one, but to play devil's advocate, um, and have an original idea, um, Jacksonville Jaguars. Where? Anywhere out, of, anywhere out of Jacksonville. You could so probably just put think, them in a think, new town. Would you, Florida. would you give the Jacksonville Jaguars the like the the bid to like be like the London team or like the no? Mexico because team? I think I think logistically that would be a pain in the ass. Um, mm-hmm. like, and I, I don't think that'd be fair to them either because they would have to travel stateside too. So I don't, I don't ever see your players really adapting the time zone consistently all the time. Like they would have to have like multiple games on at home or away. So I think logistically it wouldn't work. Um, you could just move them to a different city in Florida, like Orlando or just something that's Gainesville or yeah. You know, you don't necessarily uh, guess have to leave Florida. Uh, I, right. I just, I, I just, I just don't think there's much in Jacksonville. I mean, Not. I think shit. I mean, why can't you go to Savannah, Georgia? Have another yeah. team in Georgia. Like Savannah's a great town and or do you try to go into like Southern Virginia or another team in North Carolina? Like the South's population has exploded in the past 10, 15 years, and like Jacksonville is just always like when they had the Super Bowl there in what, two thousand four, it's like people were like, Really? Jacksonville? Who knows? And maybe like, maybe Lawrence will turn around, but I don't know. Yeah, like Jackson, like San Diego was my original choice. So um, Jacksonville is kind of a crab shoot. I definitely think like Sacramento Kings and the Florida Panthers are probably bigger up there to move. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, Kev, number one. All right, so I was looking and kind of thinking of first. I I when my thought process behind this was I looked at places that didn't have a team in a certain league. And then I kind of cherry picked from the other leagues that I was looking at. Um, And it kind of baffled me that New Orleans only has two major sports teams with football and um, basketball. And so I would move the Tampa Bay Rays to New Orleans to be a um, a major league baseball franchise. I thought about the Rays too. 
Because if, if, in my opinion, I, I know that it just stinks, and I agree with you, but it just stinks because the the Tampa Bay Rays are just a cool like yeah, mascot absolutely. name and all that. I mean, they, I mean, here's the thing: they've been at two World Series in the past 15 years. I've, I mean, they lost them both. Multiple like, division titles. They've also, they, yeah, they've been in the wild card. They've been in. They won the division a few times. Like I, I get like the early 2000s and 90s were just such a cluster. But um, it's those just old like, school Rays jerseys. Yeah, those throwbacks. Tag. It just that's, blows my mind because New take. Orleans that's is. That's a hot take, Kev. New Orleans is. I mean, it's it's just because New Orleans is so like crazy about their teams. Yeah. And I know, like, if I had a, if I had a guess, I've only been in New Orleans twice. If I had to guess their favorite sports, just based off of what they watch, it'd probably be well, it's football number one. And I would assume most people would prefer baseball over basketball and hockey. So why don't they have a team in that market? So would you be Tulane's okay, good? Would you be okay if the Florida Panthers moved to Nor like New Orleans and they just built up a fan base there? And like they actually put a product. I think on the ice. talking about I, baseball versus hockey though is just completely different. I think that New Orleans could be a, could be an area that could house. You would have to win. You would have to win immediately. But I think that b- baseball would just be a, a good transition because it's you know you one LSU other area. Baseball. A lot of people play. A lot of people play baseball. A lot of good colleges that have good yeah. programs. So and you know they can they can come up with funky names. You know they have if they don't keep raised, which I doubt they would. They'd be like I, the crawdads or. I I, I gotta admit the Pelicans might be the worst name in sports. I don't yeah, mind. Pelicans. Pelicans right. are pretty cool. Their logo stinks, but yeah, you know. yeah, you could have made a pelican cooler. How do you make a pelican cooler? Pelicans well, are cool, dude. Just make it so it's not just like a. It's like a. It looks like a car design, like a. Put a Chrysler giant ass. Like, it does look like a car design. It looks yeah. totally like a car design. Yeah. Just like a a. a, a Rays is a hot take. A Rays pelican is a hot looking take sideways because like you look like. Tampa Bay almost had three championships. In a single calendar year, like and they the, still have a low attendance rate comparatively to all three of all three sports. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know. Like Tampa right. Bay, Tampa Bay might be the sports capital of the world right now. Yeah, it's Champa Bay, dude. Like that's fucking insane. Do you guys hear that? Like I don't know. If we talked about this. We'll get to your number one, Timmy. Don't worry. I guess I was going to say, does this guy just not care about me or at all? Or no, I do geez. not care about you whatsoever. But they did just damage. talking about Notre Dame again. They did damage the Stanley Cup a couple weeks ago, which I thought was hysterical. It's Florida. They don't give a shit what they do down there. No, there's no laws. Tim, who's your one? <laughs> um, I, I have the United States gaining uh, a relocated team. Um, I think that it'd be pretty cool, even though, obviously, because you always talk about these NFL teams, one going to London. Why not do the opposite? Why not give us – and you don't even have to give us an, uh, an EPL team. Give us a regulated team. Give us in the second league. So give us the championship league. Give us somebody that – has not really had a lot of success. Um, so you can go with the lowest market t- cap team, or I just Googled who is the team that's been regulated the most in Premier League history, and it's been Birmingham City. And I was like, okay, Birmingham City, Peaky Blinders is pretty popular. Get, make it America, make it a New York team, make it something like that. And to make it easier, since you don't have a lot of huge soccer fans in the United States, they don't play 
all their home games in the United States. They might play one game a month or whatever in the United States of the season so that that game is like sold out. I think you might be onto something with yeah. this kind of see that if we out of the get, box see and see if we you know and and don't throw us in the EPL but throw us in a league underneath it and see if we can throw the money at it to get into the EPL. That's interesting. So what we you would have to what take you got all these three. you got you got all these American teams in the in or American owners in the EPL you might as well just get, actually put some money into it. Um, you would the top two teams in the second league Jackson get get put into EPL each year and the bottom yeah, teams yeah, yeah. so I yeah I, I don't care give us the lowest place if it's not gonna be Birmingham like get, give us the, you know give us the I lowest mean, place I mean like if you're a team that's not regulated like yeah. you make so much more yeah. money so much Go, more give us attention. give yeah I mean again I'd have, yeah, to, look, I, I I'd watched, have to look I'd at the so I watched yeah. Ted Lasso I know how it okay. works but I mean saying give us like a team like and I know there's diehard fans for every one of these teams but give us a get look at market cap give us a low market cap team and give us a team that's like low market cap and also so where would you put it would you put at, it in like New York or DC or I Philly? said probably on the east coast just to make it easier um for you know and and the MLS team for New York pretty pops off pretty whatever so like just keep it New York or something I I mean just because you can't really put United States, that's kind of, you know, whatever. Right, but yeah, right. yeah. so like keep it like that. And then they don't play out. They play most of their games in England. But to make it so that they're not traveling all, like you do, you know, yeah, like you're one game one, a month, one game every three weeks or whatever. And, you know, the EPL could be spread out in general and just make those games hype as shit. You know, like, oh, shit, you want to get tickets? Like if you're a season ticket holder, you might only be able to get, you know, five tickets a season, you know? So I like it. Okay. I, I'm okay with that. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Out, out of the box. I like that one. I would, I would definitely be a supporter of a, of that, of that team. I think that a lot of people wouldn't. I think that that, that team would automatically shoot up into potentially Cause think, being into the EPL because the money. Well, in soccer, there's no cap. There's no cap. So you get money right yeah. away. You'd be a top team in general. So then you also have, and then you got, if anyone hates on it in England because they're like, oh, this is not American or whatever. Well, now you get to watch Americans play, uh, you know, a team in America play. I don't even care. You can make it all European guys. I don't care. But like, like just now you go, hey, uh, can America get in now? And, you know, we'll rise up the, the money and all that. We'll already be probably a top 20 market team just by being, but just by existing. So. Plus, I think Amer- I think Americans would like to see um, like an American team go against English Premier Leagues consistently. Yeah. And uh, the sponsors, right. just, sponsors got to be like McDonald's or something like that. Just something yeah. super American oh, on yeah. their shirt. Dude, there's no way it doesn't make money. Coca-Cola and, and McDonald's. And, and yeah. you can grease the wheels. You can grease the wheels of the EPL enough to make it happen because they're going to get money from it too. Because now you're going to get more people – you know how many people go to Europe and go to England? You know, what I mean, like, like that's where they want to go. Like, uh, I mean, you're competing with Spain, you're competing with this and that. Like, like now people are gonna in America, they're gonna go to way England way more. And to get people from England come into the states, and you know, yep, it's a win, 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 win. I don't, I don't, you know, you know only people that I, like. 
you should have done it almost like a week after that Super League announcement, so that because everyone was already pissed off about that, that this would have seemed like nobody would have. Oh man, yeah, that slid under the radar. Yeah, yeah, on that. Yeah, you nobody would have freaked out. All right, and with that, does anyone do we have any more comments about uh, Chicago sports, Notre Dame? Want to get any more last uh, punches in before we sign off? Nah, man, I'm good. They suck. Notre Dame sucks. All right. Enjoy the week. We are back to the weekly schedule, so we will be back next week as well. Yeah, pumping out the content for all of our fans, even though we just dissed Ohio a little bit, but all, that's all right. We love you, Ohio you bros. Know what, do you know what? Football is right around the corner for both college and the NFL, and I think that's when we're really going to try to pick this up. There we I'm go. I'm already picking it up, baby. Oh, yeah, we're already just up to our neck and Bears possible content that's coming out. I found five Chicago Bear bars in D.C. <laughs> this guy cannot. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Jackson even today was like, hey, let's do a short podcast today. And I, 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 I think if you counted the minutes today, this guy is all over it. I've had five drinks before this uh, <laughs> podcast. Feel free to send any uh, any questions that you want answered to the uh, to the Twitter page. We'll have just let's have Jackson just ramble about him for the for a three hour three hour podcast. I'll kill a bottle of scotch before I answer your question, so you really know how I feel. I'm I will I will formally sign off and say thank you for listening to the Team Bear Sports podcast. You can find our podcast and anywhere you can listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere. Feel free to follow us on Twitter. See you later. Bye, guys. Watch out for those bears swimming. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears!